welcome to Esports Next. I am here, I'm Michaela, and I am here with... Uh, Edward Harrell. Um, represent, I'm the founder and current program manager for Paragon Kenway. Okay, all right. Tell me a little bit about, like, you know, you and your company and... Yeah, so... Um, I essentially, there's not much to say too much about uh, me except like most people who have been here. I'm a gamer. Uh, been playing video games probably since like the old NES days when uh, one of my friends would bring a Game Boy and I'd basically steal it to play Kirby uh, <laughs> instead of listening in on class. So, um, but a few things I'm, uh, you know, I essentially started in the industry um, in finance. Uh, basically, a bunch of my clients were. Uh, people in gaming, so EA, Twitch, um, Streamlabs was one of my first ones, which was like a fantastic way in. Yeah. Um, but it was, it pretty much was a way into something I'm passionate about. And um, it made me start a company like Paragon Kenway, which uh, it's a funny story how it got started. Um, Ooh, okay. So I, while I was working my day job in business relationships, uh, I wanted to work more in the creative space, and I found an opportunity to make a little extra money by writing, uh, okay. but I most of my clients and most of my money came from writing poems for boyfriends to their girlfriends, um, or writing, doing creative writing for someone who in their project, but uh, okay. it was a lot of, if you look through my books, like it was a lot of, uh, you know, I have my anniversary coming up and I need mm -hmm. something, you know, very romantic because uh, we got in this fight or I forgot her anniversary or I forgot her birthday or mm -hmm. um, I forgot her mom's coming over or something like that. <laughs> uh, so I, I would write poems that were like catered to how they write and who they're catering their audience to, which would be their girlfriend. Uh, and of course the girlfriend, like I I think at this point, like I've, they've all been raving successes. Mm -hmm. But eventually I decided to evolve it more into a creative consulting. Okay. Um, I wanted to, I did want to turn it to more firm. I wanted to hire people and I did for a while. I did have uh, three total employees uh, with me to help out in the San Francisco area for creative consulting and production. Okay. Um, we did a bunch of online commercials, so, so social media. We helped out with some music videos, uh, Twitch streams. Um, streaming was a big one. Um, unfortunately the pandemic hit after that. So a lot of those companies and, and streamers went belly up because they just couldn't handle the money. Yeah. Um, but then I found an opportunity to use my experience while working in business uh, to turn it into a consulting company to help in business, uh, business and management consulting as well as business relations. Um, and that's where I found an opportunity to work in Orange County to help out schools to build a better workforce, but also bring more people into going back to school or learn, using esports and gaming as a catalyst to be a better member of society in their, both in the local, regional, and the national level. That's actually amazing. I mean, I think right now, um, one, you know, educating people about like, you know, the, the opportunities within the gaming space and um, helping people like, you know, find jobs and career. I think that's amazing. Um, what has been the, um, the biggest success story so far for you? Um, I think just the the opportunity itself. It's mm -hmm. still, as far as the business relations, it's still pretty fresh. Okay. Um, the fact is, it 
it only was open because of myself individually. Okay. Uh, and I got a huge opening from Irvine Valley College, um, thanks to um, the the coordinator and the founder of the Irvine Valley College Esports, Adam Lopez. Mm-hmm. Um, he pretty much opened the doors when um, I was basically going back to pursue my, finish up my bachelor's degree and then pursue my MBA. Mm-hmm. And I got to work with him, see how he did. And he's Adam's a, a fantastic mind with creating uh, space for for gamers mm-hmm. and for students for them to thrive in yeah um, and so I got a chance to use my experience to help students better understand the world um, at an earlier age instead of just you know kind of building it through a mindset of cryptocurrency or social media impact mm-hmm. um, and actually like learn the differences on how operations work or how deals are struck or how you are supposed to operate in, within yourself uh, or understanding your role in either an entrepreneurship uh, mindset or even a corporate mindset. Okay, all right. So, what are one of your goal like goals right now? You know, um. I got a lot, so I won't <laughs> I won't uh, bore you with the whole list. Uh, like, I'm a, as a very ambitious guy, my list basically could fill up be a summer school novel at this point. So, um, okay, so give me your your top your top like yeah. three. I mean, the biggest thing right now is we, I, for the program itself, I don't want to just be, I don't want to just have one school be a representative for esports. I want basically esports to be its, um, to thrive as a, as an industry, as as an industry itself. Um, Uh, It's ambitious. Yeah. (laughs) I want to find some ways to kind of knock out the inconsistencies Mm -hmm. in the operations side and on the, well, not just the operations, but uh, on the finance and technological and the relationship side. Yeah. But obviously, like, I'm one person, so I can't put myself on all all of these subjects. Um, So trying to find some way to build the consistency sooner than Mm -hmm. waiting 20, the 20, 25 years it usually takes for something like that to fully yeah. solidify um, is one of my biggest goals. Um, the, the other one is complete my MBA. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the, that, that's a personal goal of mine because the fact is while I can assist and I have the knowledge to help build this program, the, when you have a lack of degree, you do hit a ceiling pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, so unless I was going to go into creative work, which it's fun, but it's not. It's just not for me uh, as a long-term goal. Um, I would hit a ceiling, and I do want to be at the, the pretty much the top of the mountain. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, get it, finishing my MBA and finishing it very well, not just with a 2.0, but something you know, with, well within the 3.2 realm, uh, mm-hmm. would be great. Um, the biggest one, though, is to create a fully uh, a full, fully solidified competitive scene for esports. Uh, okay. Because that's where, in, in to get very kind of business mindset, but that's where the money is. The, oh, the yeah. fact is, we have, and it's already been shown now with the professional leagues and the LCS uh, or League of Legends and then uh, the VCT uh, for Valorant um, and even like guys like the Rocket League, um, uh, competitive Rocket League and uh, Super Smash Bros. Like, the fact is there is an audience and then there is a profit uh, mm-hmm. behind it, but it has waned because of, of market troubles and, uh, and unfortunately because either the leadership it was uh, underskilled or just unprepared for the long-term transition mm-hmm. of, and the waning of, of the market. 
So I want to find a way to build a more consistent and one that can reach out to the country as a whole and one where fanhood can be enjoyed in multiple leagues instead of just sticking to the niche that it's already at. Yeah. Okay. So I think, yeah, the biggest questions I think or like, you know, conversation that um, the esport industry as a community are having right now is how do we build um, a model that is profitable for everybody involved, right? So do you think like, you know, you have an idea of how to make that happen? I certainly have strategies behind it. Mm -hmm. I won't be the, I'm not going to be the guy who says like I'm deus ex machina, <laughs> the whole thing. Like I'm going to be like, yeah. I'm going to be Naruto showing up at the last, uh, at the last scene before, you know, uh, before pain drops the world. I mean, like, it could happen, um, right? <laughs> but uh, the fact is you, there are many strategies. Uh, the biggest one I would say is we need mm -hmm. to find kind of get outside of this entrepreneurship mindset. Okay. Um, it is, if you're trying to start your own team and you're trying to start your own program, it's certainly, um, I certainly say go for it and mm -hmm. don't stop on that mindset. But when you're trying to build something that's trying to reach beyond the, what, in, in what I call the one to 3% market, which basically means you're reaching to the gamers, yeah. which is the, the hardcore gamer scene, which is the, yeah. like 1.5 to 4 million audience. Um, if you're trying to reach it on a national level and make it consistent, you need to make sure it's a model that can reach out to casuals. It's a, and, okay. yeah. and actually markets to it. Like you, so that means you have to stop doing the niche audience mm -hmm. responses. Um, I always use, because I love the fact that we have people like Red Bull and Bud Light and Ford coming in to partner with us. But they are obviously setting up their marketing catered strictly to the gamers. Mm -hmm. And it is appreciative to show that they're understanding the language and the culture. Um, but, if we're try but if we're trying to become what I know we are capable of being, mm -hmm. you can't just uh, cater strictly to the hardcore gamers. We already know, you, we already love what we're seeing. Yeah. So you don't need to make the commercials so strictly catered to us. You don't need to say the GG Easies or... Uh, show us like uh, sh show us like um, shouting at a computer or or yeah. uh, something something along the lines of like trying to meet every single need that um, a gamer usually does because right now otherwise it, the biggest problem with that would be we're just gonna hit a we're gonna hit uh, stagnation and equilibrium that mm -hmm. uh, otherwise isn't good in the growth market. It's actually interesting. Okay. I think you're the first person so far that actually talked about like, you know, the casual gamers because a lot of conversation that we've been had is about how to reach the gamer, not like, you know, the bigger community of like, you know, gaming. Yeah. The way I always put it is if you're trying to, if you want to reach a casual audience, mm -hmm. um, I'd say it, the way I put it is pitch it to your dad. Like the fact it's uh, because the fact is like as much as we, uh, a lot of our dads are probably the old school like man's man mm -hmm. um maybe some of them are probably like pretty emotional but some of them are probably like very stern very mean but yeah. like you one thing we forget is they were part of the arcade age where they played pac-man and galaga so yeah. they were gamers and that some of them probably still are and probably have transitioned mm -hmm. into the console and the online gaming scene but uh, they haven't built a love or appreciation for the esports scene, but they want to. Mm -hmm. My dad is a perfect example. My dad was an arcade gamer, and he is someone who doesn't understand esports, but he wants to. So if I if there's a way I can pitch it to him, mm -hmm. saying 
get him interested in watching the LCS, get him into watching the interested in watching BCT or some some form of league like they do in natural sports because that's the way it is. Like just just because he watches basketball or football doesn't mean he's watching hockey. Yeah. So that means like he can watch League of Legends and, and Valorant, but that doesn't mean he's going to be watching Modern Warfare. Yeah, that's. Um, so if you find a way to. If you find a way to pitch it to someone who isn't meeting that online gamer audience and they can understand it, that means you can reach out to that kind of audience too. So uh, okay. pitch it, I say, always say, but pitch it to your dad, pitch it to your uncle, pitch it to like your grandfather, like, or even like your grandmother, and especially like to the women, even more so, because obviously there's. Um, there, even though there's about ha just as many women gamers as there are male gamers, there's a lot of women outside of gaming who have been kind of like, ew, gaming. Like, <laughs> and so if like you convince your mom and your grandma like to watch it and enjoy it, then you've got probably got a pretty solid model to have um, a large audience, not just the niche audience. Interesting. Yeah. It's... It's sim so simple, but like... <laughs> it's, it's a very difficult venture. I yeah. think it's one that's like... It sounds easy, and it is an easy answer, but that doesn't mean the... It's it's almost like a... It's less like a multiple-choice answer, where it's like, how do you solve this problem? And it's more like, uh, tell us how to solve this in 500 words or more. <laughs> uh, where it's yeah. like... So it's like it like becomes a lot more complicated on that front, because you essentially have to put in the effort uh, to make sure it's meeting what they what makes them want to be interested in. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, which I know to I know to a lot of gamers is like it basically says like well we're going to remove the soul from what <laughs> we enjoy about it, but I always put it like as long as you have whether you have 50 million dollars or you're 50,000 dollars in debt, like you'll always find the community side in gaming. Mm -hmm. And so the gamers will always find a way to enjoy what they have loved for the entirety of their lives. Yeah. But we need to find some way to bring it in so that way other people who have never been associated with us can enjoy what we've done. The same way we've done with anime, the same way we've done with um, console gaming, the same way we've done with um, I Dungeons & Dragons is another perfect <laughs> example. Like Dungeons oh, & yeah. Dragons has started to become more of a casual fun um, uh, impact on non-tabletop gamers. Yeah, definitely. Okay, that's... Really, really interesting. Wow. Okay. I learned a lot today. Um, yeah. So what do you would think is next for like, you know, the industry in general? Um, well, right now, uh, I, I, there's a Wimstocks put up a pretty good point where esports was kind of on an inverted pyramid. Mm -hmm. So it's, it focused on so much on the, um, the, crown the stability that you get from having an S-Corp or a large corporation. Yeah. Uh, and they did that after the entrepreneurship phase yeah. when really you're supposed to build it up further and further. Um, so I think you put up a good point that at some point it's going to tilt back and form back into a pyramid. Okay. Into a regular pyramid where we're going to focus back onto the growth phase. Uh, we're not going to focus on value and we're not going to focus uh, so much on uh, public market, but we're going to focus on where we need to build ourselves. Um, so with that being in mind, I think the way to do it is by trying to utilize leadership at a young age and teach them how to cater that leadership mindset into all generations mm -hmm. and all cultures. Yeah. Um, because we got so, some amazing young leaders who are willing and ready to take the step and have the skills and the knowledge to take that step. 
but they're just uh, there's they always just missing those one, two, maybe three pieces. So if you teach them that one, two, three pieces where it can further solidify the industry, uh, you have a you have a next generation of leadership that ha is not just waiting in 25 years for Gen Z, Gen Alpha to be the next big thing, mm -hmm. but has where solidified where the current market is with the Gen Xers and even the baby boomers uh, beforehand, uh, where like currently, as strange as it sounds, a majority of the market share is <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> Uh, so I think it is, uh, to put it in a simpler term, so that way I'm not going too much into the business mindset, yeah. is to kind of tilt back into the education and the growth side. Um, stop trying to look into funding and find ways to cater mm -hmm. to an audience. If that's in the service side, if that's boots on the ground, do it. Like The fact is, boots on the ground and, and in-person interaction is a huge thing still, and yeah. will still be, be, especially as we get more and more um, tired of the virtual setting because yeah. thanks to COVID. Um, <laughs> so like it'll create this balance where both virtual and, and, and LAN can be uh, big. And then that way you can plant, actually build a better uh, 10 to 25 year plan to say we're, we're ready to reach out uh, consistently and in a stable sense to a national audience. That's quite a vision. Yeah. I like it. It is a lot. I never stated, uh, so I, I, I could talk this thing all day. I really could. Like, we could make this yeah. podcast, like, 24 hours. I can see. Uh, we could cut back in, and it's like, all right, I got an elevator pitch. I got to go do. But the yeah. fact is, like, I, I do this because this is my mindset, and mm -hmm. I don't recommend it for everybody. I mm -hmm. recommend to find where what role you want to take. Definitely. So instead of trying too hard to be the CEO, which I know is not a very ideal and a very um, luxurious looking position to be in, uh, it doesn't mean you're, that's the position you should take. And mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that it, you can't have a huge impact. So find out, like, do you, it, are, do you actually enjoy math? Like, uh, then maybe finance is the way to go. Do you enjoy yeah. coding? And coding is fine. Like, it's, all these things have huge impacts just because they're not, lust, uh, you know, this kind of lustful or this very shiny position to be in doesn't mm -hmm. mean they have a huge impact. Plus, it becomes significantly less stressful for some people. And I know, especially in this generation where my generation and younger, stress is and mental health is a huge thing. And most people will realize they don't want to be in this position of camera front facing or this one of always making the deal or always mm -hmm. being on a Shark Tank episode. Yeah. Or, so finding that position where you can make a huge impact, but you're not you know, in it, you're not, you, you know, you're not doing the five to nine where you don't get to see your kids and yeah. you, know, you yeah. don't have the potential to buy your own house or you're always traveling and you never have a, a full solid foundation yourself because you have to make sure this program has a solid foundation. You can, you can build that. And it doesn't mean you need to have a crazy mindset. Like we can, be, we can have very calm, very quiet mindsets and make something amazing. At the same yeah. Time. Definitely. That, those are some really, really amazing words. <laughs> so. yeah. Well, I hope it helps a lot of, especially in the younger audiences. Um, we've seen too many people be their, be their biggest problem is going to be indecisiveness because mm -hmm. we have so many options. Yeah. And I, I, I love a lot of options, but I will admit I had went through the stresses of not knowing where I was supposed to go. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't, just because there are a lot of options doesn't mean um, you... Don't have it, it doesn't mean that you don't have 
uh, a path. It, yeah. it doesn't mean just because you see a lot of pathways doesn't mean like you can't, don't have the doesn't mean the path you end up choosing is the wrong one. It just doesn't yeah. mean it's, uh, it just does it just means that the other ninety nine thousand million aren't your path. Yeah. Um, so we're trying to teach that in the current generation, the uh, the upcoming generations, and then for the the uh, older generations, we're trying to teach them that this is something that can be. Uh, a great growth for them and one that can still be solid um, and one that can still be um, almost a guarantee in a in an impact in life. Yeah. Beyond just the stereotype of living <laughs> in your mom's basement until you're 45. <laughs> yeah, no, there are a lot of options out there and I'm glad that, like, you know, someone is trying to educate, like, you know, both the younger and the older generations and, like, you know, there's not just one way, but there's many different ways, and you just have to find the way that fits yours, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. And we'll we'll get there. It takes time. Um, I'm hoping it takes less time than I like, but that's just my mindset. Doesn't mm -hmm. mean it's not going to happen. It just means like whether it's going to happen in my goal set or if it's just going uh, to happen decades down the line. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for like talking to me today. Of course, I'm I'm loving the opportunity. Um, plus, you know, anytime I get to basically talk in general <laughs> is is a big opportunity. So I, I I will always take it. Yeah, definitely. All right, thank you so much. Anything else you would like to share? Uh, showdown GG never died. <laughs> like that's uh, always check them out, guys. Uh, <laughs> All right. But yeah, I'll leave off that. All right, thank you so much. You're welcome.